welcome to the Champagne Lounge. Today's special guest is the wonderful Emma Lavelle. Welcome. Hello, lovely. Thank you. It's um, very, very nice to be here. I'm, a, I'm an avid fan watching all of it, so it's fun to be on the uh, the other side of the mic. Oh, that's so wonderful. I love that you say you're an avid fan. I love that. It's like, what did I do to deserve a fangirl? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, the reason I wanted you on the podcast today is because you and I have had similar but different business journeys, but we also met as part of a wider female business community network, which mm-hmm. as you know, the Champagne Lounge is all about community, connection, and all those things. Before we dive into your experience in different communities as you've grown your business, give us a little bit of a background of who you are, where you've come from, and what does that look like in terms of business for you now? The very abridged version. It's okay, the very well, short version. <laughs> as, as I would tell anyone, you always must start an introduction with your name. So I am Emma Lovell and I am a coach, speaker and writer and I'm focusing on personal brand. I truly believe in sharing who you are, telling your story and that you, each of us are unique. So really you know, spreading your message and everyone has a message. Everyone has um, a brand. Uh, they just might not be communicating it correctly. And so I came to this because I have my own journey of I've run my business 14 years this year. And for the first 10 years, I was doing all the things, wearing all the hats, uh, feeling tired, trying to talk about what I was doing and not really being able to practice in market because of of all the different offerings I had. It was like, am I doing the PR bit or am I doing the marketing bit or am I doing the social media or am I doing the writing? And so even attending events, attending networking events or conferences, I was like, well, where do I invest? Because there's so many things, so many industries I didn't really um, know where to jump in. And so then I actually worked with a business coach in 2019. I was like, I'm so tired of doing all the things. (laughs) And so she helped me to package up my services and to recognize, you know, the impact I wanted to have was on people. I love working with people Mm -hmm. and people work with people. And actually, I I have a strong personal brand. I have a very strong personal brand. People don't always know exactly what I do but that's okay that's for me to explain but they will always recommend me and put me forward so that's what carried my business for all those years so now I help people with all those skills that I have all that experience that I have to do the same for themselves Mm. and it's just felt so much better and so much clearer and so much easier and I'm still on the journey as we were just talking about off air like you know it's always a journey and and we evolve as we evolve and change but I'm able to integrate and adapt that and I've also been through a big change in the last couple of years in that I've had a child as well so I got married we had a pandemic oh sorry I got married pandemic hit got pregnant still running the business so it's like my life has dramatically changed so of course how I show up has changed as well and um yeah just that's sort of where I'm at and then I'm based on the Gold Coast so I I think that's quite important to know too on the Gold Coast in Australia as well so oh that's That's fabulous. Yeah, that's why if you're watching the video, you can see Emma's just in a cool breezy t-shirt in the Gold Coast and I'm rugged up in the regional New South Wales where it's like two degrees or something ridiculous outside. (laughs) Yeah. So um, you, you know, started in 2009. Was that right? 2009. Um, Doing the maths in my brain and trying to remember what was on the screen that you showed me earlier. Um, We start our business journeys solo and the people around us really do help shape us as well as it helps shape our business and where we go what were you looking for in terms of did you have any help from people around you when you were just starting were you jumping into 
communities or networks or how did other people around you help that and how did you find them? If you're listening and not watching, you'll see me going <laughs> laughing because I'm like, do as I say, not as I did. No, I was really, I was quite alone. I mean, in some ways, starting a business solo is so great because you can do whatever you want. And I just started. I started very simply. I had a few, I guess, employers and I just turned them into clients. So I said, the services that I'm offering you, can I, turn, can I invoice you instead of being on the payroll? So it was quite an easy transition to start the business, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I used to do promotions. So, you know, those promo girls who hand out you know, the, everyone thinks of a promo model, like the people at Bathurst standing on the track. Promo or with the Red people. Bull cones? Did you, did you ever do it for Red Bull with the... I, d- the I didn't get and... to be... They were like, they were like you know, the, one of my girlfriends was and it was also very elusive. I did do I did do V at Big Day Out. That was really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, people handing out free crap at stations. That was you. That was your girl. <laughs> so I, will, I love promotions. I love promoting stuff. And so that's always carried into my work. But I was kind of, I guess, working for myself in that sense for years before that. I had an ABN. You had to be your own agent. So I was kind of used to that. Um, I'm always very good at meeting people. So I was connecting. But I wasn't in any formal networks, back to the question. I wasn't in any formal networks. I wasn't in any formal communities. One of the communities I did lean on quite early and actually kicked really kickstarted my business was travel communities. Mm. Um, travel is a huge part of my life. It's um, something I've been able to do, run my business and travel the world, uh, something uh, quite a few business owners are envious of, but it's that's what running your business solo and, and quite lean allows you to yeah. do. And so, but I would go to some of these travel meetups and meet the community in that. And again, people in that kind of entrepreneurs or business owners and through that, actually, I met um, a client who was like, you're quite good at social media, quite good at blogging. Would you do it for us? And I was like, whoa, people pay you to do that? It's 2010, people, 2011. So, yeah, it was early days for that. And oh, that so, early yeah. travel bloggers that got paid for it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So I got paid to um, stay in places or to talk about places. And um, I was like, wow, this is actually like, you know, what people say, like hanging out on Facebook and getting paid for it. No, there was more to that, <laughs> more to it than that. But, yeah, it was really the travel community. And moving to Melbourne. I lived in Sydney when I started my business and I moved to Melbourne and Melbourne is a pretty clicky place, but there are communities. And I actually joined um, a wonderful group. Um, Sandy, oh, Sandy ran the uh, Melbourne writers group. And I met some amazing women like Valerie Koo, Linda Weaver, uh, Carly Finlay. I met them at that and I found Melbourne to be very community oriented. So I really think my business grew and you know, I could see it as a viable life option because of moving to Melbourne. Yeah, that that went on a tangent. That one, no, no, no. <laughs> that, that, it didn't at all. So you know, you you've met people along the way, but it wasn't until you moved to Melbourne, which was what two or three years into your business journey, that you were like, okay, I want to be part of a regular community and have those regular connections. And what did that mean? I saw the benefit. But what did mm. that mean for you? For you, that what was the benefit for you in having that regular catch up and that regular connection? Well, just seeing how other people were doing it, you know, because you're often like, oh, I was literally living in a shed. Uh, so I lived, um, you know, I was, what, 25? I was very young. I started my business in university. 2009, I was in university. So I was very young, uh, which is great in many respects. You can have $180 and move in your bank account and move to Melbourne. Isn't it awesome? Like the things that we did yeah. when we were like young and free. And-, <laughs> and now I'm like, I need base level costs of $7,000. Like it's like... But I used to be like, if I, as long as my computer and my phone are paid for and I can put a roof over my head and if I can't, I'll go stay with a mate yeah. and we can run the business like that. So somebody asking me at that stage, was I profitable? And I didn't understand the question because I was like, 
I'd be, there'd be a big problem if I wasn't profitable. Like my, my overheads were very low. So anyway, so I'm like living in a shed and working and, you know, working digitally and online. And so, yeah, there wasn't a lot of connection. I think the promo, doing the promo work, and I would I would honestly jump into, if I needed cash, I would still jump into promo work these days. Mm-hmm. I met so many people. I met clients through it. I met colleagues through it. I met, I met friends. I'm still friends with a lot of my promo people now. And the nature of promo is that you have to be um, gregarious and outgoing and be able to approach people. Like I worked at the Australian Open. Like it was awesome. Wow. I worked on Jacob's Creek. So going to Jacobs Creek with you was so cool because I worked for them at the Australian Open. And there, all your your job is to go and to make people comfortable and make people happy and talk to them. Mm. But that's that's from a, you know, I guess, yeah, meeting people's side. But the community side, yeah, I, I wanted to, to not feel alone and I wanted to know people, other people who were doing it. Mm. And there are other people who are out there in their homes or in their sheds doing the same thing. <laughs> I mean, hey, two works in a shed. <laughs> now sheds are cool. Like, come on. Yeah. Sheds are trendy now. I was doing it back in 2011. Such a trendsetter, you know. babe. Such a trendsetter. <laughs> <laughs> I am. It's like when the backyard flooded and I then had a lake view. So, you know, it's, it's yeah. really done very well over the years. Just being able to know that there were other people doing it, seeing people do things in different ways, you know, and there, there are people that introduced me to other people, like, yeah, just opportunities and connections yeah. that when you work for yourself and you work from home, which again, very cool, way before the pandemic trend, you need that. You absolutely need it. So I never, I feel like I say I didn't have those networks. I guess I had them in a more informal way as opposed to now where I have paid to join business chicks. Mm-hmm. I've paid to join One Roof. I I go to Osmumpreneur conferences. I go to these places, do, you know, I'm in Tina Towers group, you know, those sorts of things. With then I was going to more like meetups, I guess. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then I built my own community and found my own mentors. And that's something that I've always been able to do easily. But I feel like, yeah, if I could give you one piece of advice, it's like go get that at the start, actively seek it out. So it, that, it, it's that, so helpful. That was where I was going to take this one. You know, it's it, the next question. You, you read my mind, right, in terms of that <laughs> mental group and, and growing into new things because as we grow as individuals and as we grow as business owners, we've got to sort of step into the next level, the next space, the next group, the next mentor, you know, and it's not a case of culling off those connections and shedding off, you know, um, it's not a dead weight scenario. Like we talk about when we're getting rid of people that don't serve us anymore. It's not that sort of space. It's that progression forward. Um, Mm. Where have you, where have you gone to find those next mentors or find those next groups? And you say you're part of a number of them. Um, you know, I am as well. You know, that's why I've started the Champagne Lounge to connect all these groups together, which is my vision for where we're going, because that connection and progression within communities is so important. What were those steps you were looking for when you were going to find the next, the next thing for you, the next community, the next mentor? I guess we'll jump to like when I did do my kind of business shift, which mm. was around my, was my 10 years in business. That's why I'm like, do as I say, not as I oh, do. Oh yeah, like, well you'll get that itch. I've done the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seek out that, you know, I mean this evolution of the business, but you know, even the business coach that I got, one of the things that I loved about it was that there was a group element to it as well. So not only was I getting the value of having her as a coach, I connected with the women in the group and some of those women I'm still, you know, quite connected and yeah. close with now and what I saw the thing was about like you said in terms of seeking out new places is I realized that if you stay with it's lovely to have that that community and those people that you've gone through the journey with but there's also a time where you have to elevate and you have to go to the next level and I know for me it was about being in the right rooms 
I need to be in in the room that pushes me like I want to be at the front of the room or I want to be the one who's known in the room but if if I I do know everyone in the room it's time to move on mm-hmm. not move on or, or just try another yeah, room try another space mm-hmm. because I want to grow my network I want to grow my community and it's not like you said I don't just go oh sweet I've got everything out of you thank you bye mm-hmm. I'm still connected to those people I can hold a lot of space for a lot of people it's just that my attention and my focus isn't as much there and I think business chicks where we met was like me going to movies and breakers was a huge step yeah. and throwing myself in um, and the pandemic timed it really nicely because I actually joined their business club program, which had like 30 members. And some of those women are like some of my best friends today, oh. but those, you know, those women are doing big stuff. Like they, some of these people can go, you know, on a trip to Necker Island, which costs 50 grand yeah. and just drop that money. And I'm like, Whoa, like, they're and not everyone's at that level but it's like wow they're the kind of women that I want to be around because I'm inspired I'm motivated by that Mm -hmm. I'm like yes this is the room and I don't feel intimidated by that room I feel inspired I'm like no I don't go oh my gosh I'm not there yet I'm not able to pay fifty thousand dollars for this trip I'm like one day I will and I can see it I can see them doing it and I want it and not only that but I can hold my own in this room like I can add value I can connect um some people like I said a lot of people I know who are in business really envy the fact that I travel so much because of the style of my business and so they can learn from me I've got people asking how do you work overseas and and still run your business and I'm giving them that information because that's what I've done for 14 years and then they're helping me to go how do I scale into a group program how do I start investing how do I you know structure my business in this way so I can bring in more staff or you know, like we can all share and I think it's about being in the right room. I couldn't agree more. Like it's that whole, you know, you're worthy of being in that room, otherwise you wouldn't be there, right? They wouldn't let you in the room if they didn't want you to be in that room and participating. So it's about finding that room. One of the groups that I'm part of at the moment, the conversation, even the last couple of days was, you know, this financial year, we're going to be mortgage free. I'm like, oh, that's a goal I've had for such a long time, you know, like, and you know what, if I look back and go, yeah, I was that six months ago and then I did the next thing and now I'm not anymore so like how do I get to that next level how do we grow different things and that for me is that inspiring piece of being around people that lift you up light your soul on fire and go yeah you can get there like these are the mistakes I made so you might want to avoid those but (laughs) it's that it's that next step that next step up the champagne lounge isn't just a podcast It's an instant digital community for ambitious businesswomen and entrepreneurs like you wanting more connection, community and celebration. So wherever you are in the world, whatever stage of business you're at, if you're looking for that ultimate female cheer squad of like-minded women, head over to thechampagnelounge.com to come and join us. Now, in terms of doing all of that, though, um, one of the biggest things that I like to know and ask along the way of these business journeys and communities is how along the way have you measured success in your business like what what has success meant for you when you were starting your business you know maybe it was that I've got a roof over my head but what have those measures been and how have you measured that level of success in your way because sometimes it's not all about the money definitely not about the money and uh, my tracking sheet of my income would prove that I'm like I'm really interested in one of my colleagues Kate Merriweather spoke at a conference and she shared her income over eight nine years which I loved it was, I love people being transparent like that 
And I, I have no judgment or shade on my past self. I remember when I would have been like, sweet, I made 30 grand this year. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. woohoo, I made this much. Like, and I think it's just interesting. But I, I, you know, because tax returns and things were paper, I can't even like find them. I'm trying to I know. I really want to dig them out and, <laughs> and just see like out of a point of interest what my journey has been like. I've got a hack for that though, just FYI. You need to jump in to the portal. So right now mine's on zero, but download one and it will tell you the file name that it comes as, as a download and then search oh. that in your history. Because I don't know about you, I save mine as, you know, blah, 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 tax return of this date. And I forget how I've, how I've actually named yeah. it. And that's yeah. where I get lost. But if you download the original file, it might help you find it. Good. Just yes. I, I don't know. I'm might really, <laughs> I'm really, I'm just intrigued. I'm, I'm, I'm really open about talking about money. I'm really interested by it because like I said, um, you know, I've had been able to do some amazing things over the years and it didn't require a lot of money. I think for a long time I didn't like track and measure. I didn't set goals. Right. I just kept going. I think my, my motivator, as I said, is travel. So it was like going on some big trips, like really nutting out what I needed for that and then uh, making the time to go on that. Uh, one of my big milestones in, in my business was buying an investment property myself. So I bought, awesome. you know, I'm really, really proud of that. I wanted to do that before I turned 30 and I did. And I just feel super proud of that. And it was like my business was able to help me do that. Mm. Since I've shifted in the way the structure that I do now in terms of I work with people one-on-one, I have some digital products, I have some, you know, group offerings. I think there is sort of, um, I'm looking more a bit, at the amount of people I'm working with. Like I find it really interesting to be like, I've worked with a thousand people. I'm like, I'd like to start tracking that. Like how many, how many lives have I impacted? How many women have I impacted? How many people have I worked with? But, you know, to be honest, I haven't, I haven't been as great in terms of setting those milestones, but I think some of those personal life wins and the word that keeps coming up to me at the moment and that I felt like I was losing a couple months ago is freedom. Yeah, Freedom is a huge driver for me. I would say it's my number one value in business. It's freedom is what I want to give my clients. Freedom is what I want to give myself. And so it's well something that I've really measured success over in the last few years since having my son Finn was that, yeah, my income wasn't quite where it used to be or what I wanted it to be, but the amount of time it took to earn that income, I'm really happy about that. Nice. I'm really happy with the amount I'm not working. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy with how little, you know, it sounds, how little effort I have to put in I don't say that to be that to be lazy. Well, you've I say put that to the be like in to get to that point. You for know? many years, you've yes, it. many years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to do the hustle, and I don't want to think I want to make more income. I have to work harder. That's not part of the dialogue anymore. Mm. I want, I want to keep the amount of time I'm working. I just want to be more productive in that time. Or how can I leverage that time? Or how can I scale that time? Because having time with my son, having time with my husband, having time for me, going to these retreats, conferences trips holidays that are just for us times where we don't work and that's totally okay that is so hugely important to me so I'd love to track how my income rises as my time doesn't increase (laughs) yeah yeah, like decreases yeah Yeah. how much how little can I work to earn however much I can earn you know what that scale it's a good scale to play with it really is a good scale to play with but I'm interested you said just now that you are feeling like you were losing that freedom piece you know, what, what were those feelings? What was causing those feelings and what, what sort of made you go, hold up, hold up. This isn't balancing for me anymore. Yeah. Like full disclosure, we've had a huge family crisis this year. My, 
my darling nephew is um, was diagnosed with a terminal illness at 11 months old mm-hmm. in January. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like, it was a lot of emotional strain this year. Yeah. So a lot of emotion, a lot of um, grief. So a lot of, uh, and really it affected my health as well. Um, and then I felt like in January to, uh, sorry, April, we really lost a lot of time uh, that month with all the public holidays. That meant then that wasn't childcare, like those sorts of things. I just was like, when I looked at the month, how much time did I actually have to work? Yeah. Hardly any, let alone the headspace. And then I just found myself sort of, and then all this talk about, um, you know, inflation, all this sort of, it just all felt like it was mounting. And I just wanted to run away. I wanted to run away. And that's, I'm lying in my bed one day and I was like, I just, I want to burn it all to the ground. <laughs> I want freedom. And my heart, my boy, my brain was like, freedom, 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 yeah. freedom. You know, and I just thought, I don't want this, pre- I didn't want that pressure of having to earn and having to work and then putting pressure on my audience and my network to, to, to so buy yes. my stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I was just having a week where I was really like, throw the, the towel up. I watched the Ed Sheeran documentary, which is really beautiful and, okay. and amazing, highly recommend. And he had gone through his own grief journey and, and really expressed my feelings. And then just by chance, my dad said, oh, I'm going to Bali in June you should come, which he'd mentioned to me before. And I just went, let's go. Yeah. And it was like making that choice, like choosing that for me, just freed up so much stuff. It was like, yes, this is the freedom I have. And I had a conversation with my husband. We, you know, arranged the childcare and those sorts of things. But really that was relatively easy. It was like, I need this. I I need this. Like uh, we are at breaking point. Mm. So Mm. I, I need this for me. And even just being able to do that and having that freedom to do it and then, Honestly, like the return on that, I paid $1,500 for that trip. That weekend I got a $12,000 tax return. Yeah. It was like the gut, like the universe was like, well done. It's that universal piece, isn't it, of, of having the energy in the right places. And as much as there can be that grief and that energy with you know a lot of things and your situation is very, you know, unique, you know, not everyone does have that. And I'm, I'm sorry that he's going through that as a family because that takes a lot of toll energetically and emotionally and to sit there and realize that actually sometimes you can feel really trapped in what you've created you know if you take even if you took away even if you took away that family element right you've still got that pressure from society saying you know inflation rates and you've got you know I haven't been away for so long and you're starting to feel really icky I was in a similar space where I go where I went you know what I haven't been away for eight months you know no wonder I'm feeling really icky and I sat I sat there and I'm similar to you there's moments where we've all done I wish I could burn it all down and run away I can just I'm done what have I done for myself and sometimes I look around and go but I created exactly what I wanted and now Mm. I still feel stuck sometimes you know it's that that whole piece of sometimes you just need to be in a whole different environment and that isn't a selfish act like you said you have to you have to do that and I think that's an important takeaway from this conversation is although it can get really hard you need to be able to take yourself away and have people around you that respect the need for you to go and do that. And that's really important. And re- like realistically it was four days and that's the thing you can also, yeah. I've got a bracelet from Kate Toon's new book and it says the world will wait. And that's the thing you can, you know, the world will wait. And anyone I told, though I sort of thought someone would be like, that's a bit reckless. So that's a bit silly. Everyone I told bar one person going, can you afford it? And I'm like, when, you know, when is it in the budget just to bugger <laughs> off? Like yeah. it should be, but no, it's not. So yeah. It's like, no, but I, I'm at the point where I no longer care. And everyone else that was like, great. 
good for you. I can't not not afford it. I think is actually one of the big things. Um, yeah. That I sometimes look at in terms of, you know, last year for me was a huge amount of travel. You know, I was one of those people that you know was on that business chicks trip to Necker Island and eye opening in that way. But you look at it and go, okay, now priorities have changed this year. You know, Renault project. Do I have the cash to go and do that, or do I need to put that into I don't know a kitchen renovation that's required? You know, so it is that it may not be budgeted for, but the repercussions of it not happening. I think can be quite catastrophic if you don't go and take that space and that time. And as I said, the energy shifted so much, like, and that's why I've, I have a retreat called rest and receive. And it was like, I talk about that, but I don't, I was like, I'm not practicing it. Like I have to practice rest and receiving as well. And it was so, as soon as I did it, as soon as I took that rest, not even as soon as I went away, it was like, as soon as I booked it, the energy shift was incredible. My, you know, motivation came back, my ideas came back, the creativity came back, the income flowed. I, I just, and since coming back, I've felt amazing. And I love that the people around me know me and supported me, my clients as well. I mean, I was gone four days, you know, like it's. That's not long, is it really? <laughs> you know, retreat yeah. for three days, like to take out of your time, like give yourself that time for yourself mm. and so much can move, so much can shift. And I just, it was just that reminder and that lesson. And uh, I mean, I'd even do a day or two away. I know you do that. I think you go away, like just yeah. on my own to do some business strategy and just, you know, book an Airbnb. It's literally a day or overnight just to be in a new space, yeah. look out a new window, get new ideas. And then you can serve better when you're completely topped up. Yeah. Hands, hands down. You can do that. I mean, I'm, I'm that crazy person that will pack up my entire desk, computer, microphones, the whole lot into the boxes that they all came in and transport that in my car to the Airbnb for two nights because I just need it in a different setup. But I also don't want to work from my laptop the whole time. So I'll take the big computer and everything with me. It does probably look quite like I'm moving in for a long time. But you you need to just take that time. And a night in a hotel sometimes can be all that it takes, Absolutely. you know, where you don't have the brain power of deciding what's for dinner or what I need to organize or the constant list of things you've got to do. I found myself yesterday sat on the couch looking around going, I can do that. That's got to be done. That's got to be done. That's got to be done. And before I knew it, I was half an hour out of the show that I was actually wanting to watch because my head was going into all the things that I needed to do when actually all I needed to do was be present. So yeah, I think it's a nice reminder um, from this episode. Thank you, Emma. And the reminder of taking that time, you know, being connected, being open and vulnerable and transparent with the people around you and your clients. You were you were very open about taking that time on your socials, which I think is incredibly important and inspiring to do. You know, it's it tells people that it's okay and it's not selfish to take time for you, which is one of the big things I want anyone listening to this episode to take away. Um, now, Emma, I don't let anyone leave this podcast without acknowledging something that they should have celebrated in the last quarter. Uh, we've just finished and wrapped up Q4 of the last financial year as we're recording this episode. Everyone's got something that they should have celebrated, but kind of jumped over to get to the next thing. What was one of your big milestones in the last quarter that you want to acknowledge now that you nailed it? Yeah, well, it was a really like down to the wire one. I did it in the last few days, mm -hmm. but it was something that had been, I said on the list since September, but it really had been on the list for like two years. So I created a course in September, 2021, same time I launched my podcast, did a lot of things. 
one of the things that I wanted to do around that time was also to have a resources page. So a page where people could get some of the things that I've created, but also, uh, and you'll be there soon, Beck, like to have um, people that I work with and I partner with who I actually am uh, now an affiliate of, to have a place where all of that information was kept. And, you know, we'll call it passive income, but it was something that was on the list. And I've been doing Denise Duffield Thomas's course and it just kept coming up and kept coming up. And I was like, you know what? I am doing that today. And it took me, isn't it always ridiculous? It took me an hour and 20 minutes to put that damn page up. And it's like, and I, I wanted to cry once I shared a story on it and I put it out there and I wanted to cry because like, you know, it was a big thing. And it just made me see that I can, you know, we just make these things so big and then the perfectionism gets in the way and it's got to look a certain way. It's ridiculous. If it's not actually out there and people can't access it, then they can't, they can't get to it. They can't connect with you. So it, it seems like a small thing. I have a website, I have all these other things, but honestly, like in terms of, again, like that shift in seeing what's possible and taking my business to the next level, that was a big one to get that, that live and, and really just to get over myself. <laughs> just <laughs> I'd say to my clients, just you for doing get over that. yourself and just do it. Like, yeah. and I had to take a dose of my yeah. own medicine. And um, yeah, so I, I am very proud of that. And, you know, I do try to celebrate. I do a Friday. I've got back into it. I left it for a little while, but I do a Friday post where I share three things from the week. Because like you said, it's just as high achievers, as business owners, we can be like next, next, next. There's always a list mm-hmm. as long as our arm, but take one minute. And really as well, like, sitting in that like not just going yay story on it yay I did it no I really sat in that and I like I said I got quite emotional I sent it to people like I was proud of it and I'm proud of it I'm very proud of it and good I want to anchor that feeling and remember that that for the next time I I want to you know create something and put it out there and I get stuck again yeah well cheers to you for doing that um to take something off that's been there for two years (laughs) As small as it may seem, right? Like when you've actually achieved it, you did it and it's been there. Like that's just awesome. And I love that you've just acknowledged the fact also that you sat in it and really acknowledged it and not just gone, oh, yep, tick, yay for me, move on. So I love that. I love that, Emma. Thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing all of your wisdom. Um, I will put all of your links into the show notes as part of this show. Um, It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here talking this morning. Thanks for joining me. Well, thank you for bringing people together and I love the way that we've connected on multiple places and it's like, you know, I just think what you're doing for women, bringing them into that container, it's so valuable. So cheers to you. Thank you, my love. Thanks for listening to the Champagne Lounge podcast. If you'd love to be part of our thriving global community, head over to thechampagnelounge.com to join us.